Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. So there's like three episodes left, and I feel like probably by next week I'm going to have to have like 9-1 dialed, and then like when my heart starts to seize, I'll just hit that last one. There's only three left? There's only three left. I think Breaking Bad's going to break that penultimate... Somebody dies in the penultimate episode, and then we deal with it for the last episode thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I think somebody's going down in this next episode. At least one major character is going down in the last episode. Welcome to WHM on screen, a We Hate Movies sideshow where we talk about kind of just anything we're watching. Uh, so this week we're talking about uh, Breaking Bad, the final eight episodes. Uh, I, mean, I guess anything Breaking Bad in general that comes up. Now, obviously, folks, if you're not caught up. Just turn it off till you are, you know. Spoiler alert. There, I said it. Obviously, spoiler alert. And there's probably some people that don't know what WHM on screen is. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just a sort of an off topic show where we're just, you know, usually after a main show, we're just doing a little bonus thing. Yeah, and just we, a little like uh, WHM after hours. You know, I mean, we're still telling some jokes, but it's more like just talking about stuff we're watching. New stuff, you know, Steve and I talked about uh, Batfleck a couple weeks ago, so, you know, more more up-to-date stuff. This is how we, this right. is how we prove to you that we're keeping current, and also <laughs> that we do watch all the trendy TV shows that everybody else watches. The best. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Breaking Bad, 
you know, while where we're recording right now, like I said, there's three left. The fourth one uh, just aired too hajily or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't even I don't know what that means. Uh, That's one of them highfalutin titles I don't care too much about. <laughs> uh, I'll look it up on Wikipedia one of these days. Uh, but basically, so the last thing we have seen up to this point is, of course, the big shootout between the neo-Nazis and uh, the the DEA fellas uh, with Walt cowering in the car and Jesse kind of trying to slink out that side door. Mm. Probably the greatest cliffhanger this show's ever done. It's an intense cliffhanger. It's sort of like, like I know everyone was like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, why would you turn it off in the middle of the show? Yeah, it's just, it's right there. And it's not, it's, yeah, it's not like a, it's not a cliffhanger where like it goes black or something. It's just we're right in the middle of the action and we just don't know what's going to happen. Which so, is go ahead. So someone might actually be killed in the cold open or something yeah. of the next episode, which is crazy to me. I jokingly said to Steve today, uh, the the script for the next week's episode probably starts with fade in. A scorpion is munching the last piece of flesh off of officer steve gomez's skull oh Man. he's dead meat gomez yes, definitely <laughs> she's just really not is. making there's no way i mean he's not going to be the moral center at the end he's not going to be horatio just fucking thinking about things <laughs> about <laughs> what he just witnessed at this point he's he's body count material yeah yeah so we'll see I almost said hopefully, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody's like, oh, man, they're going to come back and Hank's dead or Jesse's dead. And it's like, I don't think like I don't think anyone is safe, but I don't think that those two characters would have an off screen demise. Oh, no, not an off screen. I mean, I think it's going to happen. I mean, the weird thing is they've already speaking of cliffhangers and they've they've done this. This show does a lot of cliffhangers and that's why it's so propulsive. It's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, but Two episodes ago, when Jesse's in Walt's house trying to burn it down, you're like, oh, fuck, this is really coming to a head. And they did a really clever way to get around that. Right. I don't know if we're get, if you could do that two episodes, you know what I mean, two cliffhangers in a row. I know. I mean, but th- I'm trying to think because the whole thing is, you know, just to remind everybody what Steve's referencing. So it's Jesse's pouring the gas all over the house and it's like. Well, all right. We know that he, you know, chain smokes cigarettes. He definitely has some fire on him. Mm. How is he not going to burn, burn this, this house. house down? And, you know, the, the answer is because Hank comes in and stops him. So with that in mind, though, it's like, what could stop this shootout? Like, is Lydia Rodart quail rolling in with a fucking grenade launcher? Well, I mean, I don't think so. Keep in mind, this show is set in New Mexico. I seem to remember a Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> So I'm thinking maybe a UFO might you know, just suck up the Nazis. I I'll don't know. tell you what, Vince Gilligan worked on the best seasons uh, of the X Files. There it is, you guys. Maybe, Actually, maybe a bunch of bees are gonna get him, or maybe Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot run stampede. Or no, all right, fair. M- make it true, Eric. It's Bigfoot and a bunch of bees. <laughs> Bigfoot <laughs> riding a bunch of bees. Bigfoot <laughs> and his army of bees <laughs> yes. with a beard of bees. <laughs> I think it could happen. Uh, the one, the one prediction that that I'm making, and I mean, it's pointless because I know I'm going to be wrong because everybody's going to be wrong, you yeah. know. But uh, I would predict that, uh, not predict, but what I would like to see because I think it would bring up some more interesting story stuff for these last three episodes. Walt somehow winds up being directly responsible for saving Hank's life, mm-hmm. which I think is a really interesting like 
yes, he's this huge scumbag, yeah. but now like Hank owes him his life. So what what would that do to Hank's decision about what he's trying to do to Walt and everything? Well, I do kind of find it interesting. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I read a lot about Breaking Bad, like anybody else, because what else are you going to do at work? Uh, but <laughs> it's everyone that I read and t- listen to on podcasts or whatever. It's always like. Oh my God, Walter White, most evil person ever, most evil person ever. And yes, that's mostly true, but him at the end of this episode is not an evil man. You know what I mean? He's trying to stop this carnage. He doesn't want either of these guys to die. Right. Because he doesn't want Hank to die because he's family. Like, he was, he'll ruin the fuck out of Hank's career, but actually taking his life, not so much. And, you know, the, he doesn't want, he doesn't want it to go down this way. So that's not, I mean, he's evil, he's monstrous, all those things. We all know what he's done. I don't think he's the most evil person who's ever lived. I Yeah, I don't think so either. I think the character's always been kind of on that line where he does terrible things, but he still has a a sort of a moral center, at least to himself. It sort of reminds me, now I'm thinking about it, he's a little bit like Gaius Baltar from Battlestar Galactica. He seems like a total scumbag when you look at, like, the certain actions, but... They kind of all piece together to make sense. Sure, they're trying to save themselves over everything else and their family and their money, but at the at the end of the day, Walter White is not eagerly hoping to put hits out on people, you know, like like other people might be. Yeah. Like yeah. real life bad guys. Yeah. Real life bad guys like Gaius Baltar. <laughs> but no, I think you're right. I think, you know, if, if the situation were uh, not reversed, but if you replaced uh, Walt with Gus, uh, Gus is definitely going to let, you know, Uncle Jack and the neo Nazi gang yep. blow the shit out of Hank because fuck it. If, you know, if, also saying that if. You know, Hank in this alternate situation was somehow related to to yeah. Gus because I mean that's that's the thing that sort of keeps it together. If he was, if it was just Steve Gomez, fire when ready. <laughs> <laughs> Poor fucking Steve Gomez, <laughs> wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, you know, my wife was telling me that apparently he's like a local Albuquerque stand-up comedian. That's nice, Stephen Michael Quesada. Quesada, yeah, he's. I mean, he's good on the show. I mean, he's, he is good. He's a likable presence, and I, he's just gonna die. He's gonna be blown to smithereens. And I mean, I think Hank is pretty close. I mean, that last scene with Marie is really. I mean, but then again, this show subverts expectations, right? But like, if you're gonna kill Hank, you want to have that phone call with Marie right before to twist that but, knife. Yeah, but is, yeah, if if they go through with it, it's kind of a cliche. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause that's that's what it's sort uh, of a hint that they're they're not going to do it. Maybe I think that's that's the case. I mean, that's why I was reading uh, Donna Bowman on AV Club, and she was saying, "Oh, we all know what happens when a character says they love their loved one into a tele uh, telephone on a TV show." And I was like, "Yeah, but this is Breaking Bad. Yeah. So if anything possibly sealed Hank's safety. It's the fact that they use a crazy, you know, cliched trope like yeah. that. You know, like uh uh, homeboy on uh, 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 Downton Abbey, can't remember the fellow's name, the actor's name is Dan Stevens, you know, he says you know, how happy he is that he's got this kid, he loves his wife, he's going to go to the hospital, visit them both, his life's in you know great state right now, they save Downton, and then he fucking gets killed in a car accident. Like, that's your cliched soap opera ending, but Downton Abbey is no Breaking Bad, you know what I mean? And like, I I feel that yeah, because that happened, eh, Hank maybe bought himself some time. Maybe didn't guarantee that he's gonna live. It'd be great if he he survives this 
And then he's like, oh, my God, that was a close one, Walt. All right, let me drive you downtown. Oh, no, a car crash. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fantastic, actually. I mean, there's this there's a bunch of weird. I mean, like, I I don't know. I, I do think that the I wouldn't necessarily call it a cliche if Hank dies in the next one. It's. It's a really effective scene between him and his wife, and he's. He, I mean, he, Dean Norris, by the way, is doing a great job this season. Is oh, really, yeah. he's. I mean, it, it'll probably go to Aaron Paul again, maybe. Like he's been kind of. It's really unfortunate in this show. I mean, Aaron Paul is fantastic, and it does an amazing job. It deserves all of his Emmys and acc- accolades. Yeah, but there's so many good supporting actors on this show. There really is, and Dean Norris has been kind of hanging back a little bit. And, you know, it's like the 96 Bulls. Now he's Steve Kerr, and he's in there, and he's taking the three-point shots, and everybody loves him. He's taking the three-point shots, but, you know, he's, he's got six championships to live up to. <laughs> he you sure know, does. You know, my big question about Hank Schrader as yeah. a character is when is he going to be trapped under this dome? Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's the few, is that – isn't that the sequel Yeah, that, that is how it goes. I mean, that's he, how I think this might – be subverted. Uncle Jack might hit a button and he traps him in a dome. <laughs> I'll tell you, I saw... Hey, Todd, you ever see Mouse Trap that game? <laughs> oh, there got down comes the net. Giant dome. <laughs> I was, I saw uh, uh, some sort of coming attraction for that program, and uh, I haven't watched a second of it. But man, oh man, he's like the bad guy. It was revealed all of yeah. a sudden, and he he doesn't want the dome to come up. Yeah. And I don't have an interest in that show at all. But when I saw him saying that, I was like, what possible reason could he have for <laughs> not wanting the dome to come up? I think there might also be aliens involved. It's a Stephen King thing, so those left field aliens are always a possibility. But that dome is definitely hitting Maine. That's for sure. That's that's. <laughs> there's no way it's anywhere in any other state. Uh, another thing, I was, we were talking about the the award, you know, nominations and whatnot. And the thing I was also going to say about Dean Norris and and the Hank Schrader character, along with the the Marie character. Especially in that season, what is it, season three, when Hank's uh, laid up after the assassination yeah. attempt. <laughs> ordering his gemstones off <laughs> of eBay. Yeah, uh, that's, every time we went to Hank in that season, I was like, fucking come on. I don't care. I could not care less about these two people. And now, yeah. you know, in these final hours of the show, I'm like, god damn, he's the most badass dude. Mm-hmm. She's fucking bone chilling. With, yeah. with When she says in that hilarious chi esque Mexican restaurant. Why don't you just kill yourself? Like, it's Your cold. jaw drops. Your, your jaw drops. It's ice cold. Mm. But she's so right. Yeah. Like, that's the most practical solution. Kill yourself. Well, I'm, I'm predicting that like they set up that guy for Jesse to get in the van to disappear, start a new life. Yes. I'm predi- I mean, obviously, I'm thinking yeah. Walter White will do that, hence... Hence the new look, hence the new license plates from yeah. New Hampshire. Right. So you're right. And I think so the question, you know, that I think we can kind of maybe steer ourselves in an answer towards without having seen these last three episodes yet is this machine guns for those neo-Nazis, right? There's It's looking like it's going to be some sort of revenge hit, yeah. maybe. It mm. could be a revenge hit. It, it's a, a lot, year later, though. There's a lot of yip-yapping on the, on the internet, which, I mean, it makes sense is that, like, maybe Jesse, being the second best cook, gets kidnapped, and Walt has to save him 
You know oh, what I mean? Like one of those kind oh, yeah. of, you know I what see. I mean? that, that like kidnapped to cook kind of a situation. That's the neo Nazis I like. I really like Todd. Whoa, a lot. whoa, whoa, whoa! As characters, oh, you oh, mean? Oh, oh, okay. No, I like their beliefs. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I like uh, most of their literature. <laughs> pretty smart guys. Uh, they're a little. <laughs> aside from Todd, they're a, and this and Breaking Bad. I love it to death and blah blah blah. It steers towards a little bit Grand Theft Auto sometimes, and yeah. these guys definitely are. They're the guys that you go to, and they're like, we got one more job for you, Walt. You know what I mean? Like, I like Uncle Jack. There's not much there. Todd's amazing. And Todd, I think yeah. I want the evil Jesse versus Jesse to happen right, in some right. way, shape, or form. Yeah, the, the, the neo-Nazis are a little thin. I mean, to me, they kind of, aside from Todd, just sort of glob together as one character. Yep. You've got uh, the other fella there with the mustache who played Herc on Friday Night Lights, who I think is a pretty solid actor. Um, but yeah, they're just kind of like, eh, whatever. I mean, I understand that they make up a pretty dangerous unit, which is, which is awesome. And it, yeah, and it's kind of cool because they're playing with fire. And I guess, again, like, you know what I mean? You want to talk about real evil. These fuckers don't give a shit. They're, they're, they're there to, they're there to make money and murder people. And that's yeah. what's great. You know what I mean? Like, that, they are the, you know, it's kind of interesting. We were kind of talking about this as well as like how gleeful that Uncle Jack character is. That Walt wants him to kill Jesse. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's he's not he, he's not you know he's just like oh one cook you know you, sure sure one cook you know this guy wants to put the screws to Walt because he wants to make some money and he'll he'll fucking imprison that son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah absolutely. Uh, you know it's it says a lot about these. You know I think one thing that was interesting from the first part of this season five, and I'm not calling this season six. A lot of people have been doing season six. It's season five. They just went on a ridiculous break. But, uh, you know, the the massive hit, like, yeah, Heisenberg, Walt arranged this whole thing. But still, it's Uncle Jack's contacts. Yeah. And Uncle Jack had to be the ones, you know, the dude to set up mm-hmm. and put in play all of this shit. So, like, when that happened, I was like, oh, he's not just some dumb racist. Like, yeah. this dude is kind of also a criminal mastermind, and Walt doesn't really know what he's getting himself into. Well, also, he could be, from Uncle Jack's perspective, if I may. <laughs> Somebody um, needs to speak for Uncle Jack here. <laughs> Those goddamn Jews! <laughs> he got called to come out there and help Walt, and then Walt's now acting weird, saying, don't come. It kind of sounds like Walt's maybe taken, being taken prisoner, or like it sounds like maybe... Uncle yeah. Jack thinks that he should come. Yep. Still, like, You've got him. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of he, he kind of doesn't have another play there. What is he going to do? Just sit there and wait for the phone to ring again? <laughs> no, exactly. Walt is like Uncle Jack's fucking lead stud horse. Like yep. he's got to go protect his interests. So, you know, worst comes to worst, he gets out there, and yeah, it's all cool. But you know. Other side of that is his asset is being arrested, and he can't have that happen. So it's like, yeah, of course he's going to come. The thing that I was really, you know, the thing that really had my heart going is the whole thing when he's on the, when Hank's on the phone and he says, uh, you know, there's the callback where he gets to do the wave he's always wanted to do when he catches Heisenberg. I was like, okay, he's going to wave and then a fucking bullet's going to go right through his skull. Like that's what, that's, that's probably, 
the biggest, most suspenseful moment I can remember watching TV in a really, really long time. Well, I kept expecting somebody to get hit. Also, like at that, as the bullets are flying, and that that kind of gunfire, that gunfight goes on for a little while before yeah. they cut it. You're like, oh fuck, someone's gonna hit. So, so you know what I mean? I was I've like, never how been are they that... not hitting someone? Yeah, yeah. How is it like six on two? Yeah. and. Gomi has like a, you know kind of the big assault rifle, but Hank's just got a pistol. And what's his face? He's got a scope going, not a scope, but at least a good sight. I mean, they've got the upper position. Yeah, how are they not hitting these guys? I mean, that that to me that was like my criticism of the episode. Hey, Uncle Jack, target practice. Nah, I'm gonna go read this book about Hitler. Like, but <laughs> Uncle Jack, target practice. Uh, I mentioned. Um, the callbacks, and it reminded me of an article that came out about all the the. And if you guys didn't read this, it's pointless to really talk about it. But the article that talked about all the uh, ditch storylines that yes, they I, had. I did read that. Oh man, it is some fantastic shit. And one of the most ridiculous it's Entertainment Weekly, by the way, I think. Yes, it was Entertainment Weekly that had this, and it was like twelve ditched Breaking Bad storylines, and some of them are like kind of insignificant and stuff. And it's not the the. Uh, you know, Jesse was supposed to die in the first season, but the one that I find most hilarious and kind of wish I had seen is uh, Junior comes home with a black eye, and Walt's like, "Oh, you're someone's bullying my son," and he asks him who did it, and Junior tells him. And Walt plants weed in this kid's locker and gets him arrested, and then it turns out that it was Junior doing the the bullying. And the kid like just fought <laughs> back and popped him. How hilarious would it be to see fucking RJ Mitty just trying to bully someone? I don't think that kid could pull it off. <laughs> He's being just a too bully. nice. He's yeah, what's nice he gonna kid. bully him with breakfast? <laughs> Hey man, you you know fl- you know like his father. Maybe he's a different person, like yeah. this Flynn persona. <laughs> yeah, once he true. gets into the halls of school, he's using that crush as a fucking bat. <laughs> you want to cross Flynn? You, I mean, you 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 want to cl- cross Flynn? <laughs> I apologize, but it had to be done. RJ, but RJ Mini talks totally fine. That's a character choice that he does. It's a character, and choice. it's a yeah. great character. It's a, he's a great character. I, I kind of really like the scene between him and Odenkirk in, the, in this last season. Oh, that yes. was so great! It's him just, getting starstruck about yeah. a shitty lawyer. <laughs> he really plays that really well. Actually, it's really funny. I love how he he only then remembers to say have an A one day when it's to fucking Saul Goodman. Uh, speaking of which, is is uh, Walter Jr. getting his fucking brain splattered all over the pavement in the, in the end of this show? I don't know. I mean, like, we're, the thing is, I think the logic, I mean, and that logic has nothing to do with it. It's just whatever happens at the show happens. But, right. Uh, it makes sense that whatever happens at this shootout sends Walter away, one way or another. And I kind of feel like his family kind of recedes a bit. But maybe not. I mean, his family are going to have to die or go into witness protection or something. I don't know, like, what's going to happen. I but I could see I could see them being killed, but I also kind of feel like they won't be. I feel like Skylar's going to have a pretty bad end. You I think feel, so? She, I mean, she broke bad, you know? Like, her putting down that tape with uh, Walt is pretty reprehensible. And I like that character. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, fucking bitch on television! You and know, throws their beard yeah, I don't. I don't understand the, the, She's the hatred uh, of the I don't character. get it. And the funny thing was I hadn't really paid attention to it and then I read Anna Gunn's piece in the Times about yeah. it and I was like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah, this I, was happening? I felt the same way. It's was... so fucked up. I mean, you know, the short answer is people in this fucking world are just terrible idiots and yeah. that's not going anywhere. But, but that's fucking horrible. Speaking of suicide, I think I could see Skylar going out that way. Oh, yeah. Oh. Do, do, yeah, I could see that. 
I kind of my my little uh, and I, I've said it privately. I'll say it publicly to the nine people. Oh, you do, gentle do nine people listening. You know what the funny thing is? We always make that joke, but we've got a pretty big listenership. I know. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, anyway, it's nine times nine. <laughs> 81! Uh, hey, no math on this show. You save that shit for off hours. I kind of would love is whatever happens. I mean, Walt's done so much terrible shit. And I'm not, when I said he's not evil, I mean, he's a terrible person and has done terrible things. And, you know, you poison a kid that's not a, doesn't make you a good guy. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of want it to be the situation where he's left with nothing and he just has nothing else. And he's like, well, cancer's going to take me. And just like. This Uncle Jack scenario, like Jesse said, where every time you think he's going to go down, there, everything goes in his favor. But like the ultimate twist on that is he beats cancer when he doesn't want to beat cancer. Yes. Like, at a no, like, you know what I mean? Like just this weird wave just comes and he beats cancer and he's got to live with it. Right. But I, that is what I always imagine would be the ultimate punishment for him is, yes, the cancer goes away. But at the same time, the cancer goes away. Uh, coincides with his entire family being killed yeah. or taken away from him, and you know yeah. he, you know he has to live with that. Yeah, and he's not going to die in six months. Kind of. I thing. feel like that's how the show has to end because that's what he's been fighting for this whole time, and we have to show that crime does not pay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll take. You know, you might get money, but it'll take something from you besides your soul. But that's an interesting. Steve. That's an interesting point, though, too, right? It's, a, it's something you just made me think of. Is this show obligated to say that at the end of the day, crime doesn't pay? Or can Walt kind of have a successful ending and get away with it yeah. to well, a point where, you know, maybe it's not easy street, but it's like, hey, you beat cancer. You've got a billion dollars or yeah. whatever, you know. Well, one thing we do know for sure is that his good name will be destroyed. Yeah. The, the house gets spray-painted Heisenberg. Right, right. An interesting thing uh, that a, a different internet article brought up. Um, one of the things they've, they've been keeping track of is all the callbacks to other things that have happened in the show. And this is something that goes back to like the Godfather, but the idea of oranges being a... a signifier of death and one thing i didn't see this first episode when the show came back when he says hi to the neighbor and she drops the grocery bag yeah. the only thing that falls out is a bushel of oranges uh, so to me that's like okay he's checking in on this house he's gonna get the the ricin someone is dying with yeah. this ricin you know and whether it's him whether it's somebody else I mean, he, he's yeah. got a he's got a machine gun in the car that he can't be taking the ricin. You think that's yeah? But it doesn't make yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that it's a suicide ricin because ricin they've described it's pretty painful, right? Do I remember that correctly, or is it painless? I forget. I don't remember which way it goes. I just remember because oh. recently he said that he knew that he gave Brock just enough that it wouldn't kill him. I don't he, know. He, if he, that's... Doesn't, he doesn't give Brock ricin. He gives him whatever that other poison is. Remember, like oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, you're right. You're yes. right. Lily I, of the Valley. Or yeah. Lily of the Valley. Yes. Right, so I don't know. Then I don't remember. So maybe the machine guns for the Nazis. He takes out the Nazis who do have Jesse Pinkman there and trapped and he still wants to get rid of pinkman maybe yeah. and gives him the ricin for a painless death he doesn't want to shoot jesse that's i do love awesome. that fucking coward i mean that is oh, like yeah. that's vince mcmahon octave is what that coward comes out <laughs> it's deep and guttural yeah the coward is great and the spitting in his face oh is man great. just a big 
loogie hawk right in his face, man. And that is like, it's funny, but of all the things he could do to, you know, put a gun in his face, try to burn his house down, spitting on a person is kind of just the worst thing of like the insult to injury you want to yeah. hurl at somebody. Just, I'm going to spit possibly in your mouth or up your nose side note i got my face spit in once did you really yeah what was was the circumstance i was in the east village no uh, yeah think about it no i was in the east village (laughs) i've been there is really wait are they spitting down there (laughs) (laughs) all right not going back it was really late like two or three o'clock in the morning i'm a little drunk and some guys walking by. I don't know where I'm going because I have a really terrible sense of direction. You certainly do. And I don't know where the subway is. I'm like, hey, do you know where the F train is, man? And he spits in my face and runs away. And I'm paralyzed with drunk rage. And then I chased him, but I'm too fat to catch him. <laughs> it's a real bad situation. That's terrible. It, was that recently? No, no, no. This is like probably five or six years ago. But yeah, Holy a, shit. Yeah, man. What? And, you know, for... Anyone who doesn't know what Steve looks like, he's not a threatening person whatsoever. <laughs> you could be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'd be like, that's adorable. <laughs> I certainly would not be scared if you asked me if you were, uh, in fact, yeah, a stranger. Uh, yeah. If you asked me where the F train Well, to was. me, he looks like he might have some tricks up his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Although the other question to, to sort of take into account here, Steve, you say you were a little drunk. Maybe it was one of those, like, I'm a little drunk. And you said to the guy, excuse me, sir, can you tell me where the F train is? And he heard, (laughs) that's also a possibility. You want to ride the F train? (laughs) I I had 25 beers. Uh, I was propositioning men in the East Village like I did uh, five or six years ago. Oh, my goodness. That's breaking bad. That's when you break bad. You go turn tricks in the village. <laughs> uh, last, th- this is where I want to end on because, you know, maybe we'll do a thing, reactions to the final episode or, or something like that. Uh, but we wanted to put this out there. This is, this will be a, you know, a widely released on screen as part of our September. This is other stuff we hate movies does. Uh, I want to leave it at this because it's on a lighter note. It's not spitting in anyone's face. It's not killing anyone's family with a machine gun. Uh, Saul Goodman's spinoff prequel? What are we thinking about that? Yay, is, is, it, is it actually a prequel or is it a sequel? I think it's vague. Yeah. I've read some things both ways. I'm kind of not excited either way. I'm kind of okay with it. I would. I mean, I, I like the Saul Goodman character enough. I feel like, in general, it sounds like a bad idea that wouldn't go well, but I trust Vince Gilligan Right. I trust Vince Gilligan, too. The thing that I would find the most interesting is if you took the route of it's a prequel so far back that it's Saul Goodman back in Chicago using his Irish name. Using CGI to make Odenkirk. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, 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 it's impossible. Well, I mean, you know, who knows when it was that, yeah. you know, Saul Goodman left Chicago. I, I don't know. I, the thing that I worry about is if you're going to do a show like that, it's like, you know, Saul Goodman's law practice, it would not, it would be, you'd be hard pressed to make it serialized television. It would be like a case of the week thing. Almost. Right. I feel like the tone would be very, very different. Probably play up comedy more. You'd have to. I mean, yeah, you can't do a Breaking Bad with Saul Goodman as the center. It doesn't make any sense. It would no. have to be 
a bit lighter, a bit more fun. Like I mean, little shenanigans with Hul and is that his name? Hul, 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 Hul yeah, and uh, Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr is great on that show. He Bill is. Burr is fantastic, and Hul apparently also is a stand-up comedian. I didn't, I didn't know that. I had a question about comedians and Bob Odenkirk as uh, as Saul Goodman. Does he? I mean, and not that I'm not putting David Cross and Bob Odenkirk against each other, but does this role edge out Tobias and Arrested Development? Yes. Yeah, 100%, right? 100% it does. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't recall David Cross really doing anything serious outside of when he played Allen Ginsberg in that Todd Haynes movie. Yeah. And even that was just... I felt, I felt like I was watching a Mr. Show sketch. It was kind of a cameo, really. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so I don't know, but as far as the two biggest things they're known for outside of Bob and David, Saul Goodman wins. I mean, it's, it's a bigger range... Not that Tobias is bad. I mean, no, Tobias no, is it's fucking so hilarious. Yeah, and a cultural icon. It's just I mean? so it's so it's such different yeah. types of performances. So. Yeah, I mean, I I really think this show. You know, I, I, I don't know, and I don't want to pit them against each other either. But to me, and I guess in a lot of my comic sensibilities and the the stuff you know, Steve, that you and I have written and done on stage and whatever, I don't know. Bob Odenkirk's comedic sensibilities have always appealed to me more than David Cross's have. Mm. And not that they're that different, but yeah. there is that difference. And yeah. Bob Odenkirk, you know, I always kind of played favorites with him. So the fact that this show has allowed him to sort of really blossom. And now he's because of the show, he's now on the level that David Cross has been at for a number of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, you he, know, was now, always, he was always the redheaded stepchild of that, too. You know, like, just kind of the guy behind the scenes, whatever. I mean, he was, he was in front of the camera, but... he's. I mean, he's directed movies. Yeah. He, he still writes things all the time. But now, you know, Breaking Bad has allowed Bob Odenkirk to become a household name, which I think is fucking awesome. That is great. And, you know, on that note, they're doing a Mr. Show tour, and there's a new Mr. Show book out that talks about the scripts that they never got made and everything. And I mean, I I love I love both of them, but yeah, I, Saul Goodman's the better character. Yeah, it's 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 a hundred percent. It's 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 kind of cool. It's it, it's cool to see him come back that way. And I mean, I think that it's going to be interesting to watch this show age a bit. And I, there's the whole Breaking Bad v Mad Men thing too. Right. That's that's a real thing. And I think that <laughs> that, that that's a real thing. That's a real thing. I just. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a real thing. No, I, I kind of <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm just thinking, how silly is it? How <laughs> how silly is it? People are like, oh no, Mad Team Mad Men, <laughs> Team Breaking Bad. Just these like fucking literary snot, like dudes in like really thin ties, <laughs> reading Camus and smoking cigarettes. Like uh, Mad Men is better, and I, I love Mad Men so much. It, it's, well, do do we want to do this? Which show do you like more? It's tough because I like. The weird thing about Breaking Bad over almost everything, including The Sopranos, is that it's so linear and it's so uh, focused on just Walter White. And everybody else is a satellite. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? You're not having those Mad Men digressions or those Sopranos digressions into different characters where they're going. Like No one really has subplots. I and mean, they have subplots, but... They have to directly impact Walt in every single way. You're right. Everybody, you know, it's kind of like when Walt's not on screen, everybody's asking, where's Poochie? You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, it's like wh everything that everyone does in some way is, you know, to benefit Walt, to not benefit Walt, is associated with Walt, is because of Walt. Yep. So, yeah, you're, you're right. And, you know, that's 
You can't say that about Mad Men because the example there would be Don, and that's not what that show is. That show is doing all sorts of stuff. Peggy's moving and shaking. The kids are up in Westchester moving and shaking. I mean, so. Henry Francis, I am a character. Maybe someday I will run for governor. (laughs) Betty, you're getting fat again. (laughs) Betty, you got cancer or what? I mean, (laughs) I've been waiting to do fucking Henry Francis, but the problem is he never made movies in the 90s. So we'll have to do we'll do it on screen for the final season of Mad Men, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm always more excited to watch Breaking Bad. I love Mad Men and I think this past season was you know, one of the better ones that they've done, but you know, I I love I love both. So it's really hard to pick. It is. I mean, I think like I'm more excited to watch Breaking Bad, but I think I probably enjoy watching Mad Men more, probably just because I'm not given those insane moments of cliffhangers. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like the most insane we ever got was Lane Price fucking hanging himself there. But uh, yeah, you know, you're right. (laughs) Mad Men spoiler. Well, that was like a season or two ago, right? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Ish. Uh, we can we amend all AMC shows. I'm going to fucking spoil Rubicon in a second. Hey, man, I am one of the, <laughs> I'm one of the few people on the planet that dug on that Rubicon. I was bummed when it got canceled. <laughs> Whatever, Eric. You watch Hell on Wheels. I do. <laughs> I love how that's an AMC insult. <laughs> you watch Hell on Wheels, jerk. You're a, you're a fan of Low Winter Sun, loser. <laughs> it's that, you know, like Steve's going through his 90210 thing. Like, this is my 90210 <laughs> thing. fair. You know, like, I recognize it as low television. I'm not bringing it up with Mad Men and Breaking Bad. It's fine. It's all you know. What stuff on that network is leaps and bounds anything on the big networks. I mean, call him meanie, and then you got this ridiculous character, a bullhannon. It's so it's so ridiculous, guys. Guys, if you're not watching Hell on Wheels, he fucking smokes a cigar and drinks whiskey with Ulysses S. Grant in the last episode. <laughs> so my God, fire it up, folks. <laughs> Catch up, Netflix instant. That is something you would like. That's a situation you would dream up while sitting around high. Just like, oh man, what if we were sitting? God, shut, 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 shut. wait, 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 wait. We're all sitting around. We're smoking cigars and drinking whiskey. But get this, guys. Ulysses S. Grant is there. Oh man! <laughs> and I won't tell you how, but uh, Cullen Bohannon murders a Mormon child. Wow. So. Hey, that Hell on Wheels sounds pretty good now, doesn't it? <laughs> I want you to do a solo on screen of Hell on Wheels. <laughs> Hello, I'm Eric Siska, and this is Hell on Wheels. <laughs> so, uh, how about that, right? Right, everyone? <laughs> right, me? <laughs> Cole Meany guest stars? <laughs> Cole Meany in your apartment? Hey. Man, I would be jealous if you got to sit down with Cole Meany. That would be fantastic. Yeah, what a be, get. I'd be on the right track then. <laughs> The right train track. <laughs> That's right. It's a show about trains. Uh, my God, I don't want to stop talking about Breaking Bad, but we kind of have. Uh, yeah, let's cut it. Let's cut it right there. That's WHM on screen. Again, three episodes left. Enjoy your Breaking Bad. Maybe we will uh, come back and do uh, what we thought of the, the finale. Maybe if folks are interested. Yeah, let us know. But could we do a quick like thing? Like, I know we've gotten a lot of questions lately. It's on our FAQ page. But if you're looking to get the app on uh, 
an iPhone or something, get the podcast box app and then, and then look for us. I think we're under arts right now. It's under arts. And I've emailed them several times about getting it switched to comedy, but I think they just think we're a classier show than we are (laughs) because they won't switch it over. So Eric's right. There's a free app. It's called podcast box. You can download it for free in the iTunes store. It's an aggregator app. So you open up the podcast box app. Like Eric said, search under arts for some reason. And there is our app. You can purchase it there. Or if you want to pick up these side episodes uh, on a case-by-case basis, you can visit us over at whmpodcast.bandcamp.com. From now on, all the episodes that are being released on the app, I'm releasing on Bandcamp separately. Uh, but simultaneously, and I'm working on getting uh, the the rest of the back episodes that are on the app but are not on the Bandcamp page also up on the Bandcamp page, so you can check those out, And too. I think for Android, it's on the Amazon Marketplace and, I think, Google now? It's on Google Play and the Android, uh, uh, rather, the Amazon Marketplace. If you have an Android operating system, that's where you can get that. And it's chock full of goodness like this episode was. <laughs> this, Side Order of Sleaze, WHM Live, and kind of just other shows we come up with along the way. This is where we're going to dump them. Uh, the main RSS feed is always going to be WHM Prime, as we call it, which is us talking Talking about bad movies, but clearly today we spent 40 minutes talking about uh, a television show we all enjoy, which is totally fine and, you know, the great thing about doing podcasts. And if you've got an idea for a show you want us to do, shoot us an email. We'll do it. I mean, if you want us to talk us to talk about awkward sexual experiences, it's probably not going to happen, but we could, <laughs> you could write us an email about it. It'll, you, it'll probably be one minute long, <laughs> sort of like my awkward sexual experience. Hello! <laughs> Welcome back to Hello! Starring Eric Siska. We can actually do a, a whole series on uh, stories where you get spit in your face. <laughs> where I'm degraded for no reason. <laughs> Welcome back to Degraded for No Reason. Uh, that's WHM on screen. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, whmpodcast.com. We're on Facebook and we're on Twitter at WHM Podcast. Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Seda. Eric Siska. Take it easy. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. 
Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.